Hey y'all, what's poppin'? You're listening to The Legal Tea, where we discuss what's going on in pop culture from a legal view. I'm your host, attorney LaConya Murray, owner of Off The Mark IP Solution, an intellectual property boutique that assists clients throughout the United States with trademarks, copyright, and patents. We have a good one for you today, so let's get started. And I confess, I've never been to Mardi Gras. Don't judge me. I mean, I've hung out on Bourbon Street a couple of times. <laughs> you ain't more good. I've hung out on Bourbon Street a couple of times, and I can only imagine what goes on during Mardi Gras. Like, I can only imagine. I'm not even ready. And I probably shouldn't imagine because my daughter is in New Orleans. She attends Xavier. And she came home last weekend, and I was like, so, spring break, what are you doing? Um, she's like... Mardi Gras. That's it. No complete sense or anything. She's just like, Mardi Gras. I was like, okay, have fun. I'll be there. And she was like, no. And I was like, I can have fun without you. But no, I'm not going because, I don't know. Well, I haven't made a decision. I guess because I haven't made a decision yet, that's why I'm not going. But anyway, today's tea comes straight from New Orleans. We got to get you to Mardi Gras. Okay, it's not that crazy. It's a great time. Okay. Jackie's from New Orleans. I know that she, if she says that it's safe and it's cool, then I guess I need to go. I need to go. But anyway, so today's tea is coming straight from the French quarters. How about that? It was shared by one of my listeners. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you, thank you. Um, so you have the owner of the trademark for Huge Ass Beers has filed, and I said Huge Ass Beers, like beer, right? He's filed an infringement lawsuit against his neighbor and competitor for selling giant ass beers. I love this story. I, I love it for so many reasons. First of all, where else are you going to hear this type of story except for in New Orleans, in the French Quarter, right? Where else are you going to hear this type of dispute? I don't know. Second of all, it's really this perfect example of when I'm talking about um, what non-obvious trademark infringement looks like. And finally, you have a business owner who not only protected his brand, and is the, but is also defending his brand. So, like I said, I love the story for so many reasons. Let's jump into it. We have the Nicholas Carnot, um, Carnot Inc. Company. They filed for trademark protection of their mark, Huge Ass Beers, in like 2013. But they've been using the mark since 1996. They say he says that his beers became well known in the French Quarters area because of the gigantic 32 ounce containers that the beers are sold in. Like 32 ounces, that's like a quart, like what food is packed in. But people are are they're selling their beers in it. And if you walk down the French Quarters, you see people with giant things all the time. So you see these giant cups, and on the front of it, it says huge ass beers. And one of the things that he said is that we spent a lot of money on marketing. Getting this out there to become known, and if you and you do, they have T-shirts and hats and cups and all kinds of stuff. So, according to his lawsuit, the infringement began after his business relationship with, um, excuse me, when his business relationship with Alana with the Alano family, it kind of went south. So when it went south, the Alano family starts selling giant ass beers in their business establishments, and I think they have like four or five of them in that same area. So, boom, here we are. 
lawsuit filed, right? So this is what you need to know about this case, why it's so interesting. When people think about trademarks and they're doing the trademark clearance searches, they always think about the same. You know, I don't see I don't see my name out there. That's what I hear all the time. I've looked and I don't see my name out there. Well, when we're talking about federal trademark registration, what that does is gives the owner the right to exclude people throughout the United States from using not only the same, but also the similar mark as theirs. So even though you're looking for same, you need to also include similar in order for you to make sure that you're fully covered. So, and that's similar as it relates to the class. And when we talk about classes, we talk about really the nature of the good or the service. So in this case, the class is going to be beer, right? So if they were selling, if John Ass Beers was really a television um, manufacturing company, there wouldn't be a conflict because no one's going to think about a television and... The, and beer, like it's not even in the same channels, right? So you give you they give you the right to exclude. And I just thought about something. My microphone is way over there. I don't even know if y'all been hearing me this whole time. <laughs> My apologies. Keeping it real today. Um, but it gives you the right to exclude same or similar marks from using your same or similar from using your mark in the same or related field. So that's really, really powerful as it becomes in branding, as it comes to branding and making your mark in the market, because now not only do you have people you can stop you from using your same mark, but anything that might look confusing, then you can prevent that too. And in this case, you have huge ass, 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 leave me alone, I can't say it. I can't say it. And then giant ass. Um, and giant and huge are just two, they're synonyms, right? They're synonyms. So that's why that's similar because they're synonyms. They essentially mean the same thing and give that same impression. And because they give that same impression, that's why the Carno family or the Carno business is suing for trademark infringement because to the consumers, when that's the, that, that's the standpoint that we're looking at this from, is the consumers. When the consumers see this, are they going to be able to know that this is not the huge ass? beer that they, that they were seeking and I think as far as the consumers and what they're looking for I mean they're drinking beer right so they're not making they're not really studying and taking a long time to make that decision they're like oh okay giant same thing is huge I'll take it so in that in that instance I can see that point for the trademark infringement right so this is why it's so important though that we do trademark um, clearance searches before before we commit to a brand right even if you don't plan on doing federal registration even if you're only doing business in your state you want to do a trademark clearance search because one that federal trademark gives them the right to exclude people in all of the states all of the United States so even if you're only doing business in this state if somebody has a federal trademark um, protection your state is covered Right, so you want to see what's out there to make sure that you're not about to be on the wrong end of a trademark infringement lawsuit because it's expensive. It can cost you tens of thousands of dollars to defend yourself against a trademark infringement suit. So the first thing you want to do, our, our first takeaway is, um, trademarks protect not just the same but also similar. So when you're when we're doing our trademark search, we're going to do a comprehensive search and we're going to search. Um, not just the same, but we're going to search for similar. If you use things like LegalZoom, they're going to just do like a same name. Uh -oh. 
when you think, use things like LegalZoom, they're going to do like the same name search. And that's not anything. Like that's, that's nothing. That's not going to give me any type of protection. The second thing is you want to conduct this search before you commit to a mark. Because what happens, and I've had this happen to clients of mine, where they come to me after they spent $10,000 on branding, marketing, commercials, and all that stuff, just to find out that they're infringing, that they're the ones infringing on someone else's brand. And now they have to either rebrand or reach out to that company and negotiate something where they can get those rights back or get those rights from them and own them. So you want to do it in front in the in the in the beginning to avoid that extra expense. The third thing or the third takeaway that we take away from this is you want to conduct it, like I said, you want to conduct this trademark clearance search even if you don't plan on doing business outside of your state. Because even that use in that one area can be infringement if someone has a federal trademark. Alright, so that's what I have for you today. If you need a trademark clearance search conducted, you know what to do. Call me, um, visit iprotectbrands.com and schedule an appointment and we will definitely, definitely talk to you and help you out. If you have a registered trademark and you want to make sure that no one's infringing on that mark, contact us. We can uh, set up some type of monitoring for your trademark to let you know what's out there on a monthly basis to make sure that no one is infringing on your mark. And remember, if you learned something today, make sure that you like this podcast, you share it, and you rate it. All right? All right? And if you see a story, if you see a story, make sure to email it to us at podcast at illegalt.co so that we can get it out and we can talk about it. That's what I have for you today. You all have been awesome. I'll talk to you later. Remember, if you found this episode of Off The Mark informative or educational, make sure that you subscribe to our channel, rate the the podcast, and invite three of your friends to um, join us for next week's episode. Until then, take care.